This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. <laughs> EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share, and collaborate. If we have an issue with Rudolph, we actually have a backup Rudolph that goes in and can take over his duties. Hey, welcome to Ian Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. And this week, we have Santa Claus's emergency manager, Max the Elf. Before we get into the interview, I just want to wish everybody a merry, merry Christmas and a, and a happy new year. And again, thank you all for, for listening and taking time out of the day. I know we're just a couple days here before Christmas. It's uh, December 20th, and uh, we were able to uh, land uh, Max over here. Uh, he is busy, uh, but he's taking time out of his day to talk to you guys, the emergency managers of this country, of this world, of the of the universe, because uh, Santa Claus, I guess, is a, uh, a universal figure, and he's out there doing his stuff. They're getting ready to go out, and uh, you know, so it's pretty exciting. I hope that uh, we find you all on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and uh, just follow us and, and join the conversation. And uh, well, let's uh, not keep them waiting any more longer. Hey, Max, welcome to Ian Weekly. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me here. So I know it's a busy time of year for y'all, and, and the elves are, are making all the toys and stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, emergency management obviously is an international thing, and you guys up there in the North Pole are, are working it as well. So uh, how long have you been doing uh, emergency management? I've been doing emergency management for over 30 years. Wow, that's a long time. And, and uh, how old are you? 150 years old. Holy smoke. What were you doing uh, before you started doing emergency management? Well, I used to make rocking horses, but then I got promoted. <laughs> I guess promotion out of the rocking horse division must have been exciting for you. Oh, it's definitely a challenge to move from rocking horses up to emergency management. Well, I guess it's better than shoveling out the uh, stalls of the reindeer, huh? Yes, it is. Much better. <laughs> so speaking of the reindeer, um, what are the emergency procedures of, like, say, you know, Rudolph isn't working or whatever. Like, what do you guys do on that aspect of things? Well, what we do is, if we have an issue with Rudolph, we actually have a backup Rudolph that goes in and can take over his duties. Oh, wow. So you guys are, like, breeding the red-nosed reindeers? Oh, no. There's only three of them. Oh, okay. Well, that's a pretty special uh, little little guy there to be able to glide, guide that sleigh at night, huh? Yes. Yeah, it takes a lot of training and a lot of time. Basically, we, we, we have contingency plans to swap them out if we have any issues. Now, one of the questions that came from uh, one of our listeners and uh, a, a Facebook uh, contributor, he asked, what kind of crash rescue teams do you guys have up there at the North Pole? Well, of course, the crash rescue teams that we have, of course, have to work in the cold, cold weather. We deploy them as soon as we know there's an incident and a problem. And basically, we have other reindeer that we sent out to uh, recover and uh, hopefully um, fix whatever the problem is. 
So what kind of disasters do you plan for up at the North Pole with Santa Claus? Well, of course, there's the dreaded blizzards that come through on a pretty much daily basis up here. So we have to make sure that we're well supplied with um, cold weather gear, food, fuel, and marshmallows and chocolate to make our s'mores while we're waiting for the storms to go out. Oh, yeah, it's really important, those uh, chocolate and s'mores. So I do have to ask a historical question for you. So a long time ago, Rudolph, he wasn't really a cool guy. He was kind of being made fun of. You know, wasn't invited to play any of the reindeer games. And it was like a, a super foggy night that Santa Claus asked him to guide his sleigh. Are those fogs still really like a big deal? And um, is Rudolph now considered a hero? Well, the fogs roll in about once every 10 years, and we still need him. But the deal is, Rudolph knows where everything is now. So he, we basically need him to lead the crew and make sure that all of the reindeer and all of the presents and Santa Claus get to where they need to get to. So is he now uh, invited to the reindeer games? Well, actually, he is the moderator of the reindeer games. He is the one that has done them so many times that he knows them so well that now he's just the moderator and sits back and watches all the other reindeer do their games. So it's like a promotion, like from Rocking Horse Division to Emergency Management. Now he's uh, the moderator of the reindeer games. Yeah, yeah. We rely upon his experience and we rely upon his knowledge of the reindeer games because he's done them so often that uh, we use him to determine who is the winner of the reindeer games. <laughs> Very well. So speaking of the reindeer games, another um, listener just chimed in and was asking, how do you feed the reindeer in that process when you guys are going all over the world um, delivering toys to all the boys and girls? Well, we've basically secured hay bales all across the world so that when Santa Claus is hopping between countries and hopping between houses, we have strategically placed hay so that the reindeer can not only eat, but we also have water and uh, other treats available for them. Because, you know, the reindeer also want treats, just not Santa Claus. So, so speaking of treats, Santa Claus is eating a lot of milk and cookies across the world, and I'm sure at some point that milk and cookies catches up with him. Uh, does he use our bathrooms at our homes when he has to use a bathroom, or how does that work? Well, luckily, we've actually created an ingenious system. It's all a part of his sleigh. He can basically do whatever he needs in his sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> so so Santa Claus uses his sleigh for more than just driving around the world. Well, you know, I mean, don't we all have to use the restroom every couple hours? So we've built that in. And basically, it's when he gets back from dropping off all his gifts of the world, you know, we clean it up and take care of it. So another listener just chimed in and was asking, is Santa Claus, if he gets caught, like does if a kid sees him, you know, walking around the house, is that considered a disaster and an emergency response for your team? Well, yes, it is, because we need to make sure that Santa Claus's anonymity stays, stays and 
uh, we want to make sure that he can continue and do what he's doing. Uh, basically, what we do is we send out our helper elves that basically help the children not remember that they saw Santa Claus. Like the Men in Black flash? A little bit, but a little bit more mystical. <laughs> have you ever met the Men in Black? I personally have not. That is a question you would have to ask Santa Claus because he's the one that's out there and around. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he is round, that's for sure. Yes, he is. So, does that make it hard to uh, fit him in the sleigh sometimes, his uh, roundness? Well, luckily, as a part of our program, we have him on a very strict diet of candy canes and candy and all sorts of good things. He never seems to grow any bigger than the right size. So, no, that's never a, a problem. That's always awesome that he is the, the right size, and you wouldn't want him any smaller than he is, that's for sure. Well, yeah, we have to consider, you know, how cold it is and in all the weather conditions across the world. He needs to make sure that he's well uh, insulated. <laughs> That's so true, especially, like you said, it's really cold and blizzardy up there in the uh, in the North Pole. Um, so speaking of North Pole, do you guys have any natural disasters outside of the, uh, uh, the snowstorms? Oh, sure. Up in the North Pole, we have earthquakes and uh, we have occasional tsunamis that come in and uh, we, we prepare that way. We just make sure we put extra frosting on all the gingerbread houses and we make sure that all of the areas where the elves make all of the toys and all of that are well stocked with provisions uh, that will allow us to be separated from you know, our regular world up there for an extended amount of time. So down here in uh, in the United States and in Canada, too, uh, we had the uh, CERT programs. Do you guys have, like, a, the Community Emergency Response Team programs? Do you guys have a CERT program up in the North Pole? Well, we have an ELF response team that will basically, if there is an emergency, they will go out and assess what is happening and then report back to Santa on what can be done and what needs to be done. Do you run your ELF response team? I do. How many members do you have of your ELF response team? We have approximately 50 members that will allow us to span out across the North Pole if there is an emergency and be able to report back so we can make sure we're, we're on time on making our toys and making our deliveries. Well, that's really important. Never thought about that. So it's more like a, you have like a business continuity plan up there as well, huh? Yes. Yes. We make sure that our uh, toy building operations can sustain. And, you know, we have some pretty tight deadlines that we have to make. And uh, we make them every year. Well, that's awesome. So what, what's like the, uh, the most... Um, crazy emergency that you had to respond to? Well, we actually had a piece of the ice shelf break off one year, which actually caused both an earthquake and a tsunami. Um, but because of our response team and because of how quick the elves were, we were able to um, fix the areas that needed to be fixed quickly. We were able to keep ourselves on schedule and uh, not really too much damage. So... Well, that's awesome. That's a, that's pretty crazy. I never thought about the uh, 
an ice shelf ever just crashing off into the water like that. That's uh, that'd be probably pretty scary for you guys. It actually happened in the middle of the night, and uh, we just basically felt the earthquake. But luckily, everybody got out. <laughs> very, very well. Did you guys have like uh, like some sort of escape route that you guys have, or how does that work? Well, you know, considering that we are kind of on our own, we really don't have an escape route at this point. Uh, we're working on a plan to possibly use the South Pole as our escape route, but the problem is the South Pole isn't very cold, and it would be pretty hard to move the sleigh on that. <laughs> is it like a time portal, how you get from the North Pole to the South Pole? Well, you know, we can move pretty quickly. So, you know, Santa, as he moves across the land, uh, on the night of Christmas, uh, we have a plan to use the same technology to move our whole operation down to the south. Oh, that's a pretty interesting concept. You know, we talk about that um, with the idea of relocating if you need to. So uh, moving to the South Pole, that makes a lot of sense. There's more penguins in the South Pole, no? Um, actually, we haven't done research down there in quite a while, so not sure about the penguins, but would definitely, if something did happen in the north, we could go to the south. Oh, that's kind of a cool idea there. Um, so where's your favorite place to vacation? Well, considering that we're elves, vacation is where home is. We can't really go anywhere because we're <laughs> mystical creatures. Well, you know, before we uh, get deeper into your uh, your vacations and, and what you guys kind of do as elves, uh, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. And uh, I want to thank them all for, for being with us for this long time. And... Uh, well, let's hear from them. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we're always inventing new technology to help people stay safe and help people who can provide help get connected with people who need help. At Titan HST, we've deployed mesh networking, allowing emergency communication, even when networks are down, augmented reality, and real-time translation. We believe in the power of people to help each other stay safe and thrive. Emergency managers need exercise in order to test preparedness and efficiency during an emergency situation. TTX Vault provides pre-assembled, pre-filled out tabletops, drills, and functionals so you can exercise more effectively and at a reduced cost. With TTX Vault, customers receive either a disk or flash drive pre-uploaded with the exercise of their choice. Print out the documents, review, fill in the information, and you are ready to execute the exercise. Your first step to preparedness is going to ttxvault.com. Welcome back from that quick break. And if you guys can, please go to our sponsors and tell them that you came from EM Weekly. would love to have uh, them know where you're coming from. So let's get back into the interview with uh, Max the Elf. And uh, Max, when we left, we asked you uh, where you went on vacation. And you pointed out that you guys are mystical creatures and you don't do vacation. But what do you guys do for fun? Well, around the North Pole, we like to go sledding. We have... Um snowmobiles that we get on and we ride around the North Pole on. 
Uh, every year, Santa Claus throws a carnival where he has brings in rides and all sorts of fun things so uh, we can have fun with our families. Oh, oh, there's elf families? Oh, yeah, there's elf families. There's I have my wife and my two kids. And, um, yeah, we're, we all enjoy ourselves and we all enjoy making toys for the kids. So if you ever watched any of those uh, TV movies um, about elves and about Santa Claus, how many of those are pretty close to being true? Well, some of them are true, but some of them are, are not. The Most of the movies out now are basically for entertainment and for fun. And a lot of the stuff that they do in there, yeah, we do. But some of it we don't. Do you ever watch the movies and say, oh, we don't do this at all and try to correct them? Not really. <laughs> so you don't, so you just like, you don't watch Elfin movies at all then, huh? Well, see, honestly, we're just too busy making toys and we don't have time to be watching Christmas movies around Christmas. So Santa Claus is a slave driver? Is that what you're saying? Well, we all love doing what we do. So calling it a slave driver is not. Nah. Because we enjoy making the toys for the kids. Oh, very well. What do your plans look like for your emergency management plans for the for the uh, North Pole? Up in the North Pole, it's pretty cold up there. So again, you know, lots of warm clothes, lots of extra water, lots of extra fuel. We have plans in place for meals ready to eat so all of us can eat in case... Uh, the shipments don't come in for our food. Uh, we also have um, contingency plans for different types of emergencies, fire, earthquake, and other other items that we may have up there. Do you have lots of fires in the North Pole? Things get a little busy in the factories, and every once in a while we do have a fire. So it's not like a wildland fire then? Oh, no, because everything's frozen, so that's not going to burn. But in, in the factories, we're going so fast, sometimes we have small fires that we have to put out. Oh, that makes sense, the small factory fires. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Um, what's your favorite food to eat? You know, the elves, they, they live on basically sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and candy. Do you guys drink a lot of cocoa? Around Christmas, we do. Okay. Is that good for you? You see, we're elves, and we can eat whatever we want, and it doesn't affect us. So, yes, it's very good for us. Oh, that's great to know. I never thought about that. Do you guys drink a lot of milk? We do not. We actually stick to soda. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you where you got your milk from, but making the soda makes more sense. You know... Santa drinks so much milk on flying around the world, dropping off all the presents, that we really don't have milk up there. So he's not a big fan? He's a big fan. He just gets it once a year. I gotcha. Does he, <laughs> does he have any like lactose intolerance issues? Honestly, I don't know, because he only drinks it when he's out getting presents, and I'm not around him. I probably wouldn't want to be around somebody who is lactose intolerant and drinking all that milk, huh? Yeah, it's probably a pretty scary thing. That's a true emergency, isn't it? It would be, yes. <laughs> clear, clear the room out. <laughs> well, at least he's doing it on his sleigh and not in somebody's home. See, that's our plan. That's a very good plan. So, before we let you go, 
Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say to the emergency manager out there? Merry Christmas from all us elves to you, emergency managers. It's a really a big pleasure to have Max the Elf here on the show talking about Santa Claus's emergency management type stuff and uh, learning some interesting facts about elves don't go on vacation because they're mystical creatures. So to everybody out there, I hope that you have a wonderful holiday, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. So to everybody out there, I hope that you have a wonderful holiday, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.